You're listening to the Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Simply Jessica Marie makes some of my favorite chinoiserie prints that adorn my office walls, so I'm so thrilled to share her story with you guys today. Learn how she started her business from making custom monogram crests for sorority sisters, and today how she makes those same crests but customizes them for weddings. She also has a great business where she helps other artists through her e-courses, so I think you guys are going to learn a lot from her today. All right. So why don't you tell everyone who you are, where you live, and a little description about what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I've loved listening to it, and I'm really excited to be on it today. So hello, everyone. I am uh, Jessica Pettacord, and I'm a watercolor artist currently based in Dallas, Texas. And my company is Simply Jessica Marie. And I like to say that I create artwork that celebrates the people, pets, and places that you call home. Um, So for me, that looks like designing art prints that help you bring back fond memories of either your travels or maybe flowers that were growing up in your childhood home, Um, classic home decor pieces that really help you relax and entertain graciously, and watercolor crests that are personality packed. Um, And then I also love teaching budding watercolor artists how to become comfortable with painting and to also grow flourishing businesses of their own too. I love all of that. And I don't know why, but I always thought you were from like the Carolinas. Are you from there originally? (laughs) Yes. So I grew up in North Carolina. That's where we moved there when I was about eight years old. So I consider that to be home and it's where I went to college. And then after I graduated, I moved to Nashville, Tennessee. And that's where I met my husband, Zach. He was living there at the time too, but he's from a kind of smaller town, Knoxville, Tennessee, that's about three hours away from Nashville. Yeah. So he moved there kind of right after we started dating. Um, So once we got engaged, I moved there with him. And then his job took us to Texas about three years ago. So we've traveled around quite a bit in the past few years. (laughs) Okay. That makes sense then. Yeah. Um, So I read on your about page that you started your business after creating one of your sorority sisters, uh, a custom monogram. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. So when I was in college, we were always really big on giving cute gifts to our bigs and littles in our sorority. And there was a shop on campus that sold a lot of really adorable Greek gifts and products. But after a few years of buying gifts, I decided I wanted to try my hand at making some of my own. And so I went to Michael's and I picked up some craft supplies and created this really cute little hand-painted monogram canvas to include in one of the gifts that I was giving to one of my sorority sisters and she loved it so much and I had a lot of fun painting it that I decided to kind of keep doing it for friends and at the same time I was actually interning for Southern Weddings and as my like kind of going away gift to all the ladies in the office I designed monogram canvases for each of them and thoughtfully picked out the colors that I knew each of them would love and they all really appreciated them too and it was fun seeing how they styled them on their bookshelves so those monogram canvases were some of the first products I included when I opened my Etsy shop that upcoming summer. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. So were you always an artist then? um, And you just decided to do this? Or did you literally like pick up some paint and kind of learn right then and there? And then it happened to be a business? Yeah, 
Yeah, so I have always kind of considered myself creative and been an artist. I've been painting my whole life, pretty much. I have this really cute photo that my parents took of me when I was probably about two years old, and I was sitting in a high chair with watercolors, and I had the biggest grin on my face. And I also have really fun memories of my great-grandma teaching me how to color inside the lines. So I definitely have been painting ever since I was little. I also always used to like opt for art camps during the summer instead of sports camps because... I'm probably the least athletic person you'll ever meet. (laughs) So I decided to pour all my effort into creative outlets like painting and planning events instead. So yeah, I've always loved painting for sure. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So what did, did you study art then in school or what did you actually study in school? Yeah, that's a great question. So I took art classes as electives whenever possible, but I actually Mm -hmm. studied sport and event management. That was my degree. And then I had minors in business and psychology, and I went to Elon University. So I was actually studying to be a wedding planner and designer, which I was for a little while after graduating, but took artistic classes as electives whenever possible, since it was definitely a passion of mine. Got it. And that makes so much sense now, because I feel like a lot of what you do with the the crest and monograms, a lot of people use for their wedding. So I feel like it's sort of full circle in a way that... Yeah, it's kind of my way to keep my toes in the wedding industry without being a part of the planning process. I definitely pretty quickly found out that I was drawn more towards the artistic side of wedding planning than the logistics side of wedding planning. Got it. That makes sense. Um, So basically you painted, you know, these monograms for some sorority sisters and then when you were interning. So when was sort of that like light bulb moment that you realized like, hey, I could make a business out of this. I could make money off of this and sell this. Um, What was like that moment like? Yeah. So it was probably my senior year of college. It was around the time I was designing those monogram canvases. I started my blog my junior year. Sorry if you hear my dog, Oscar, by the way. I have my (laughs) blog sitting here with me. Um, But I started a blog my junior year as a way to kind of build an event planning and design portfolio to showcase to potential customers and employers. So I already had a website up and running for a little while. But then my next step was to finalize ideas for my first shop collection, And I remember vividly doing that on a train ride that I took through Italy with my mom the summer after I graduated college. It was the year that she turned 50. So we did a really fun girls trip to Italy after I graduated. And on one of those train rides, I took out a notebook and I sketched out some of my ideas and I talked with her through what might look like a fun, cohesive collection for my shop. And so that was a really fun, memorable experience. I think I still have that sketchbook somewhere. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So after I had all of my ideas kind of planned out, I then painted all the products and ordered my first collection of art prints and hired a local photographer to photograph my collection and then take some headshots too. So that was kind of like first planning phases of my shop. And then I was actually kind of looking back at the journey and everything over the past couple of days and being pretty proud of how I was as a like baby entrepreneur because I feel like I kind of kicked everything off with a celebratory note, I kicked it off with a couple of fun giveaways and I partnered with brands who I loved and it really made my shop launch a celebration. So I'm pretty proud of how it all started out. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds like you sort of had 
one step above a lot of entrepreneurs starting their business because at least you already had your website. And yeah. I'm sure then you sort of had somewhat of a kind of built-in following um, yeah. from your website and, you know, your sorority sisters, all of that. Yeah. So that sounds like, you know, you were pretty smart about it and strategic, even though, you know, you might not have thought you were then, right, but right. looking back, you can realize that. Yeah, definitely. And I think it absolutely helped to having done internships with a few different small businesses as I was in college too, because I was able to see kind of what worked for them, what I might want to do. So that was definitely a helpful stepping stone as well. Definitely. So you've had some great like features and collaborations. Um, What do you think sort of has been your greatest marketing tool in getting the word out? Yeah. So honestly, my greatest marketing tool kind of has been those collaborations, um, both design collaborations and influencer partnerships, like gift guides and being my launch cheerleaders and stuff like that. Um, I don't really run any traditional paid ads. So I found that the best way for me to expand my reach and attract ideal customers is to align myself with brands and influencers who share similar values and styles as I do, like Southern Weddings, Caitlin Wilson, Low Home, Hazen and & Co., and bloggers like The Broke Brook. Um, mm-hmm. And so the best way I've been able to get those collaborations, I guess, to answer your question is really by making true friendships and connections with them first and supporting them before I ask them to support me. So being customers, purchasing bracelets from Hazen & Co. or making something that's really special for a client who purchased a ginger jar from Low Home to really show them kind of how I would creatively use their products in my own life and Mm -hmm. put myself out there in unique ways to build relationships with them before even considering bringing up something that could be mutually beneficial for both of us. Um, I think that's so smart. And I say that a lot of influencers come to me asking about, you know, how do I work with brands and things? And I say literally the same thing. I'm like, I think you need to be a customer first and show that you are supporting the brand and the brand is part of your lifestyle naturally before you like go in and ask for, you know, free product or to be paid for promotions and things like that. So I'm definitely on the same page as that. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's really important to definitely kind of go boldly after what you want and make sure that people are kind of seeing your creative ideas instead of just waiting for people to come to you, you know, so kind of Mm -hmm. thinking who would be a good partnership and then going forward and supporting them like we talked about. Definitely. Um, So what do you think sets your art of art apart from others? Do you think it's, you know, you have a great customization tool on your website where you can kind of make your own crest and pick your animals that you want on it or sports or any interest. What do you think, you know, sets you apart and why also do you think this customization thing is so important um, to your business specifically? Yeah. So I definitely think that the customizing is something that sets my brand apart. I actually asked my mom this question because I was like, I feel like I want an outside perspective of someone who (laughs) can answer this for me. And she said that the customizing was what sets my art apart in her mind. So I was like, okay, perfect. That's what Patricia said as well. So I'll go with that as my answer. (laughs) But I just find it so important because I feel like when I was growing up and younger, everyone was trying to fit into a certain mold. I feel like in order to fit in, you had to dress certain ways, act certain ways. And it really kind of stifles your creativity and doesn't really let your personality shine. And I find it so important to really allow your unique characteristics be what you celebrate in life, both in your home decor and your wedding designs and everything like that, and truly make it your own rather than something that's cookie cutter. And so Mm -hmm. I always really try to infuse personality into everything I do, whether it's instead of doing just a traditional floral crest, including icons that 
represent things that you love to do day to day, whether it's that you're an avid golfer or you just simply love to sit down with a good cup of coffee and a book in the morning. I have icons that really represent a wide range of activities that people really love to do and that is important to them, whether it's this big momentous thing like they take trips to Italy every year or just enjoying morning cups of coffee with their significant other. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think that really is um, something that makes you so special. And so for people not familiar then um, with you or haven't been on your website then, so you can customize your crest, you can pick from all these sort of um, pre-existing options, but then they're slightly customized from there too. And I can you also create a completely customized crest then as well, like not necessarily pick from um, some of the options on your website, correct? Yeah, so that's a great question. So I feel like the crest bar is a unique concept in the way that I design things. I had started out with fully custom crests for a few years, and I've actually transitioned into focusing just on the crest bar. So designing things based on what's available in my crest bar, and then you can also add in custom icons. So the way that it kind of worked is that I realized I was getting a lot of requests for the same types of icons, like golf club icons, pet portraits, similar flowers, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking to a photographer friend one day and she asked if I would ever consider creating a library of icons that I've already painted to then use to create new crests. And that's what initially sparked the idea for the crest bar. So, yeah. So I kind of pulled my audience to ask (laughs) what their favorite activities are, what their careers are, what flowers they were considering using in their wedding, what their color palette was. And I used all that research to create a library of over 80 icons. I think I'm reaching about 100 icons now that are already available. Yeah. Um, So there's a ton of icons you can choose from. There's six different floral borders, a couple of different monogram styles and color palettes, and they can share their selections with me and I'll design their crest in Photoshop. And then they do also have the option to upgrade their crest with any newly painted icons like pet portraits, house paintings, venue paintings, or unique icons if they don't see their career or their favorite hobby in the Crestbar icons, I can add that in as well as a way to further personalize their design. I love that. Um, and so how often are you, I assume you're adding new options to your Crestbar often, or some things might be, you know, with the trends, like I feel like peonies are really hot right now, yeah. but, you know, maybe roses in two right. years will be like the hot flower, oh, you know? Yeah, I definitely try to keep it as up to date as possible. A lot of my potential crest clients always ask me if I can, they can see new icons that I've painted if they're not added into the library yet. So I try to keep it as up to date as possible for sure. I am working on a couple more floral border options, one that's actually just fully greenery. So no flowers for people who have more of a minimalist style. Um, Yeah, so I'm trying to keep it as up to date as possible all the time as well, for sure. Um, introducing new fun things to like Crest products because my Crest clients receive their digital files, but they also receive an heirloom art print. And then they have the option to order additional products from my shop, like koozies and napkins and pillows and tea towels and a lot of other fun things like that. Too. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's really fun. Um, okay. So besides, you know, your amazing work and your products, um, you also help other businesses um, through workbooks and classes. So can you tell us a little bit about that side of your business, like why and when you decided to add that as well, and then sort of what some of these offerings are? Sure. 
Yeah, I love teaching. I started out teaching in-person watercolor, floral, and brush calligraphy workshops a couple of years into my business, and I had a lot of fun with it. But as people all across the country were asking me to travel to different cities to teach, I realized that it would be a great next step for me to film online classes. And this was kind of right at the cusp of when online classes were becoming super popular. So Mm -hmm. that was back in 2016, and I filmed four signature online courses. And they are intro to watercolor, brush calligraphy, watercolor florals, and digitizing watercolors. And I also came out with something that's called my printing and production partners guide, which is my vendor guide of all the vendors that I use and trust in my business for printing and for packaging materials, along with pro tips about what to order and how to work with the vendors. It's kind of what I wish I had when I was first starting out and was spending hours Googling. Um, So back in 2017, I launched all those resources as a part of my SJM art school. I love that. So who do you think um, could benefit from, you know, these classes and um, your workbook? Do you think it's specifically, you know, people that want to learn watercolor and make it a business? Or do you think it could be hobbyists too? Um, Do you think maybe for your vendor guide, is it strictly for, you know, art um, businesses? Or could someone who maybe has jewelry benefit from that vendor guide? Like I'm just trying to encase any listeners here. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to have anyone as a student if they think they're a good fit. Um, So (laughs) most of my students enroll in my semester bundle of all four of my online courses at a discounted price. So it's a really great deal if you're wanting to really learn more about painting and then turning it into an online business. Mm -hmm. And then so they either enroll in all four courses or the digitizing watercolors course on its own is my own most popular course by itself. So those students are really kind of budding artists who are hoping to start or grow businesses of their own, but they're struggling with how to go from painting original watercolor designs to digitizing their artwork to create printed products, which is exactly what I love helping them do. I really Mm -hmm. love teaching in a way that's thorough, but not overwhelming. So they feel equipped and excited to grow their watercolor businesses and expand into things like art prints. Um, Like some of my students started out painting house paintings to give to people who either just moved into a new house or just want to celebrate their home that they've had in their family for generations. And then they also then create art prints of that same house painting that that client can gift to family members or turn into moving announcements that feature that artwork from the original painting. And then a lot of my students also design things like wedding invitations and lifestyle products. So I would say that's the kind of general SJM art school student falls into that category. But I also definitely have some students who are wanting to do this more as a hobby. Maybe they're a beginner who's looking to paint more for fun as a creative outlet. I've had a lot of people, especially during quarantine, want to just pick up a new hobby. And so my um, intro to watercolors class is really wonderful for beginners. And I actually even have a free 15-week painting series that's perfect for someone who's just wanting to start out. I've even had kids go through it, which is really fun. (laughs) Yeah. So there's really something for each level of artists, which was super important to me. I want everyone to know that they can be creative. They just need a friendly teacher to show them how to have fun with painting and designing. I love that. And I mean, it's all about community over competition, it sounds like. Yeah, Um, definitely. Yeah. And I actually, one of my favorite parts of the art school is that I have Facebook groups. I have two, one for all of my students and then one that's a little bit more of a business art 
Facebook group for okay. students who are specifically either in the digitizing watercolors course, have the vendor guide or are in the semester bundle. Um, and that's a place where we can talk about business questions, printing advice, design ideas, and even share client referrals. And I'll also provide additional trainings like how to set up your online shop tutorial, time management training, stuff like that. So it's definitely got that kind of community aspect, even though it's online, which was another thing that was really important to me. Wow. That's so amazing, Jessica. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you. Um, oh, and I wanted to answer your question too. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> um, I realized you asked me about the vendor guide and who it would be a good fit for, and I didn't completely answer that. So I wanted to let everyone know that it can definitely be for anyone who is either an artist or wanting to start an online shop and they need to have vendors who can help with printing materials for like your logo design on business cards and personalized stationery. Or even if you're just looking for shipping materials, like how to find either standard packing boxes and ribbon and crinkle paper and all that stuff at wholesale pricing, or anywhere up to personalized designs, like those beautiful boxes that you see some brands have with patterns and logos printed on it too. Those resources are in the vendor guide as well. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, so now these classes and workshops, they are pre-recorded. So it's not like a live yes. Zoom, correct? Correct. Yes, they're all okay. pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. Got it. That's very cool. Yeah. So um, who or like what inspires you? I mean, I want to ask this on the business side, like where do you find inspiration business-wise or who is kind of like a mentor to you or someone that you look up to? And then also just in the the art side, the design side, like where do you find your inspiration? Yeah, definitely. So from the business perspective, I would say that my biggest inspiration is Emily Jeffords. She is a fine artist based in South Carolina, and I actually joined her mastermind a couple of years ago. And it was one of the best experiences I could have invested in. It was a group of a little over 20 of us who are also artists, and we would meet monthly to have group coaching calls. And then we actually got to go to South Carolina to have an in-person retreat. And she's been really influential in growing my business. So I would definitely say I look up to her as a mentor. Um, Jeff Walker, his book Launch was something that I read right before I started my art school. And it's kind of my go-to resource when I want to refer back to how to plan kind of launch strategy for any new upcoming shop collection or online course that I'm offering. Um, And then Melissa Griffin is another person who I've learned from in terms of blogging, Pinterest, and running an online course too. Those are all great. Wow. I'm, I wrote that book down actually so that I can look into that. Oh I always love hearing what people, you know, are reading and especially for entrepreneurship. So yeah, that's for great. sure. The one I always recommend, I definitely need to be better about reading more business books. I'm going through the story brand right now by Donald Miller. That's been recommended to me a lot before too, but I definitely yep. did podcasts a lot. Um, so I need to take advantage of my Audible account. I've got like 16 credits that I need. So if you have any business books, I'm all ears as well to jot some notes down. Definitely. Uh, yeah. And so where do you find inspiration then, you know, for your art and um, your designs? Yeah. So, oh gosh, I love pulling inspiration from so many different places like the ballet, interior design and travel. But I would probably say that my greatest source of inspiration is travel you know, before quarantine hit and everything, (laughs) we would always try and take a couple of trips every year. And it was always so eye-opening to see how different colors and color combinations are prominent in different parts of the world. And it's kind of like Mother Nature's own color palette. Mm -hmm. And 
I, my constantly growing city collection was initially inspired by my own travels too. I always buy a piece of art from a local artist in each new city that I visit, which kind of sparked the idea to create map and city landmark art prints for my own shop of my favorite series. Oh, wow. I love that. I think so many people, you know, find inspiration in travel. So yeah. you're not alone there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like I was trying to think of a really creative answer for this, but it's definitely, if I'm thinking about it, honestly, it's my travels and then probably interior design as well. Definitely. Um, so what have been some challenges you faced in business over the years? Yeah, so the biggest struggle for me has probably always been being equally excited about the three different facets of my business. So my shop, designing crests and education, and trying to balance the time to devote kind of equally among all three of those as a one woman show. I'm definitely a multi-passionate person. And I know that, you know, people tend to recommend focusing on one thing and really trying to grow that. But I'm just so passionate about all three of those things that it would be hard to kind of cut one of them out. Um, So I realized that I definitely need to bring on some additional help since I can't do all of it by myself. So last year, I hired my first studio assistant and then my first virtual assistant to help delegate tasks that are really important to me, but that I can train others to do. And I'm actually in the process of hiring new assistants now. I loved my old team members. They're just moving on to new phases of their life. Like one of them is a new mom. And then one of them is actually my little sister who just graduated and she finally got a job, which I'm so excited for her because that's challenging during this season of life as a recent graduate. Um, So I'm really excited to see who's going to be the next team member for me and to be able to pass on some more tasks to them um, to help with kind of balancing the time of everything and making sure that my clients and customers feel loved on and getting their orders quickly. And my students have answers to questions that they ask quickly um, to make sure that I'm providing that kind of high attention to detail that I really like to be known for. Yep. No, I feel like all entrepreneurs face that. I face that as well. You know, wanting to do um, a little bit of everything and being so passionate about a lot of things. That's me with, you know, my PR business, but then also obviously this podcast and my blog. And right. so I feel I feel that struggle too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I guess kind of on a similar sense, another challenge that I faced in business has been having way too many design ideas. So it's always <laughs> kind of a struggle. I, whenever I'm thinking of a new collection, I kind of jot down all of the ideas that come into mind, whether it's a new product category or a new design. That way I kind of get all of my ideas out on paper and can see which ones would build a cohesive collection. But when I was first starting out, I didn't really do that. And I would just do everything that came to mind. And that probably caused a little bit of confusion among my customer base. So it's been helpful to really present refined collections in the current stages of business. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Um, What are you really proud of? Like, What have been some moments in your business that really, you know, you could look back and you're proud of or were so exciting? Yeah. So I would say that the one thing that I'm probably the most proud of is my Crest Bar. I think that it's just such a unique concept and it's a way that I've been able to help family members and people who are getting married and even individuals design crests that really showcase their personalities. So coming up with that was probably one of the biggest highlights of my business over the past seven years. And then something that always brings me the most joy is being able to help others grow businesses of their own. So being able to teach students how to create flourishing businesses through the art school has always been something that really makes me proud as a business owner to help others. And Mm -hmm. then probably in terms of maybe a shop collaboration that I've been really proud of, my 
hand-painted ginger jar collection with Lauren of Low Home was such an exciting adventure. And I was super excited to see people loving them and being able to create a ginger jar of my own. I love collecting ginger jars. So having mm-hmm. the opportunity to design some was just surreal. So that's something that I've been really proud of as well, for sure. And actually, um, I interviewed Lauren. And so her podcast, I think, comes out next week, but it'll already be out by the time this one's out. So people can listen to that. I think it'll be fun to hear, you know, why she started her ginger jars and that, you know, about your collaboration too. Yeah, definitely. I love her business. It's always so amazing that she kind of does everything herself. I mm-hmm. think that a lot of people might just think that she buys the ginger jars, but it's always so cool to see the behind the scenes process of her actually making them. I have such yeah. respect for her for that. So I can't wait to listen to her episode. And especially because she wasn't formally trained in it or anything. Yeah. I think it's just, yeah, really cool. Yeah. Um, so I always ask people, who's your dream customer? Like a celebrity, royal influencer, like who would you love to have some of your products or um, design something for? Yeah. So I would say the first person is not a real person. It's a fictional character, but Midge Maisel from, um, yeah. So she's like my dream client for sure. If she was a real life person, I love that show. Her style is definitely something that I would love to emulate if we lived in that era. Um, Mm -hmm. So she's probably my first person that popped into mind. And then Probably someone else who I would love to have my products I would just completely fangirl over would be Reese Witherspoon. Um, and then Nicola Bathy, she's like my Instagram crush. So if she yes. ever ordered any of my products, I might faint. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Those are all good picks. And it's funny because I would say 75% of people I interview say Reese Witherspoon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we should have like crush. <laughs> the preppy icon right now, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Those are great answers, though. Um, yeah. So what does preppy mean to you? This is the preppy podcast. So um, how would you describe preppy? Yeah, so preppy to me means boldly dressing and decorating in your own style. I feel like it's incorporating classic pieces, but adding your own twist. Um, It always reminds me of high school because I went to a private high school and for our dress code, we had to wear either khaki or navy pants and skirts. And then our shirt had to have a collar. So you can bet that I got creative with accessorizing as best as I could with cute jewelry and belts and cardigans to still try and let my style shine, but still fit in that preppy dress code. Yep. I love that. I mean, I think it's, like you said, it's classic, but putting your own twist on classic. Yeah. Which is excellent. Um, yeah. Okay. So I know that you love your four-legged friend and you're always posting about him and I love mine. So tell us a little bit about your dog. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny that we're recording this today because I actually saw that when, you know, one of those Instagram holidays today is International Dog Day. Yes. <laughs> so I love this question, but I, I, we actually have two dogs. We just got a second oh. dog. So our first dog is Oscar and we got him about three and a half years ago when we first oh. moved to Dallas. And he is pretty much my furry little best friend. He has such a personality and he's definitely a mama's boy. Um, (laughs) He is part Shih Tzu and part Bichon Frise. So his breed is called Teddy Bear. And I feel like that's kind of what his face looks like. Um, Yeah. And I just, I love getting him when we moved to a new city because he really helped me make a lot of friends around town when we first moved here, just even by taking him on walks and meeting other dog moms and them running up to each other. And then I would actually, you know, start a conversation with that person. So he really helped me make friends when we moved here, which I really always love. And then we got our second dog, Louie, about six months ago, maybe four, 
four or five months ago. He's about six okay. months old now. Um, and so he is a little golden doodle and he is best friends with Oscar. They're so cute Aww. together. Yeah. So it's really fun so seeing their different personalities. Louis definitely yeah. the goofier one of the two of them. <laughs> That's exactly like mine. I have two Jack Russells and Marty yeah. is a mama's boy and like so sweet. And then Miles is just rambunctious. Oh, and yeah. Like, always into something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so what's your favorite cocktail or drink in general? I know you have a collaboration with acrylic sticks. Yeah. Um, so what's your favorite drink? I would say a really good margarita, probably because we're in Texas, so there's just a ton of them here. Um, and I either like a classic one or something that's a little bit fruity, like something with strawberry or grapefruit. I am a sucker for anything with grapefruit or elderflower. Okay. Um, but if we're at home, I usually stick to, there's a company called Austin East Ciders, and they have a rosé cider, and it's just oh. like my go-to kind of afternoon indulgence. And then I love to pour it in a glass with a acrylic stir stick for sure. Awesome. That sounds good. I'm going to have to look into that one. Yeah. So what's something that you think makes a house a home? I know, you know, you design obviously art that can be placed in a, ha- in a home, but you also have tea towels and um, so many other products. So what do you think though, you know, it, maybe it's not even a specific product that makes a house a home. Maybe it's yeah. a feeling like, what do you think makes a house a home? Yeah. So I think it's about filling it with things that really remind you of your own unique life. Kind of like we were talking about. I love decorating with artwork that I've picked up from all of our travels um, with colorful patterns. I know a lot of people are really into just neutral homes. So that's perfect if that's what you're into. But I think it's about choosing what makes you happy. Like I know a lot of the favorite cities I've traveled to, like Charleston is full of pastels and Positano where we honeymooned is full of a lot of blues. So that's kind of the color palette that we chose for our home because it makes us happy and reminds us of our favorite memories and making it really feel like it's a place that only you could decorate because those pieces really hold memories and meaning to you. Um, So that's what I always try and think of when I'm designing shop products, like will these flowers remind a customer of their mom's garden? Will this city collection help them remember a trip where they got engaged or went off on girls trip with friends? Will this scent of this candle transport them back to Positano like it does for me? So really being intentional about thinking through why someone would want to purchase a shop product to really, again, make their house feel like it's a home. I love like the heart behind, you know, your products and it's so intentional, um, which I feel like not everyone can say about some of their own products, but I think that's so great. So speaking of that, what's your favorite product on your website right now? Oh gosh, I would probably say my ginger jar with citrus florals art print and coordinating Mm -hmm. products. I just released my new citrus collection last week. So that's in kind of mid-August if we're, I know this episode won't come out for a little (laughs) while. So right now that's my current favorite. It's, I feel like the painting that was something I stretched myself the most with recently creatively. I had a lot of fun coming up with the composition and the colors. And I really think it shows in the end design. And then two of my other all-time favorites are probably my ginger jar with peonies print. It's my best-selling art print. And then my rainbow row print, just because I love Charleston. And that's where I actually started my blog for the first time. So it always holds a special spot in my heart. I love that. And I'm so excited um, for your candle. I'm going to have to get that. Yeah. Sounds amazing. So. So what's next for you? Anything you can share with us? Like anything you're working on or something we can look forward to coming out? Yeah, definitely. So I'm currently wrapping up fall and holiday designs as we speak. I am going to be doing a really fun hand-painted pumpkin collaboration with Kailini Coastal, which is one of my 
wholesale partnerships. They're a new business that's based in California and I love working with them. So we're collaborating on some fun kind of chinoiserie inspired pumpkins for the fall. And then I'm also going to be coming out with my holiday collection, which is one of my favorite things to always design. And that will be debuting in my shop this October. So I'll be bringing back some customer favorites, like my nutcracker collection of tea towels, art prints, gift tags, wrapping paper, fun stuff like that, Um, some ornaments, and then I'll be introducing some new designs and my 2021 grand millennial calendar, which I cannot wait to show you. (laughs) I'm so excited for that one because your ginger jar one um, sold out, but I actually, I'm more of a uh, January to January calendar person anyway. So, but I'm on the wait list for that one. But when you talked about the grand millennial one on Instagram, I was like, okay, that's the one then that I need. (laughs) I'll have to run some ideas before I kind of finalize them with you because there are a couple of months where I'm torn between designs. So I'd love to get your input on that. You can get kind of an inside peek into the design. Oh, I love that. Um, so my final question is where can people find you? Let everyone know your website, your Instagram, all of that good stuff. Yeah, so people can find me on Instagram and kind of all of the social media platforms at Simply Jessica Marie. And then my website is simplyjessicamarie.com. That makes it easy. I love that. Well, thank you, Jessica. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. And I also wanted to share with your followers and your listeners if they're interested. Um, I have a discount code for 10% off that they can use, and it's Patricia May 10. Um, so I if they love want that. To take a peek at my shop and all the designs that we were talking about. They can get a little discount code that's specific for your listeners. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. So, Patricia May 10, everyone, um, check out Jessica's products and her art. They're all beautiful. So thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Have a good day. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media.